the closet um, until further notice. <laughs> and I have a lifelong friend here with me that I'm really stoked about because we're going to talk about something that I personally don't have a lot of experience with and I love to learn. So we're going to pick it right up at First of all, hello, Molly. <laughs> What's up? Um, we went to Catholic school together. Um, that could be a whole podcast in itself, okay. not art related. Um, mm. But I will say in that, in the spirit of that, I think we were lucky, regardless of how we ended up in our craft, that we had a really passionate art teacher. I look back on this now and I'm like, Miss Kivit was so about it like yes. she taught us pottery she had a kiln she like, went way further than she needed to <laughs> for real and I feel like I didn't appreciate it then like I look at some of my art projects and I'm like oh my god this is so half-assed like I appreciated it but I didn't have like the capacity to understand that like this is a huge thing for us to be learning like for sure I remember she would yell at us a lot a lot like about the the money and the supplies and I didn't that's the part that I didn't appreciate back then for sure especially the fact that we even had a kiln yes like we had a you could bake pottery and like in middle school like that's wild to me my mom still has the ice cream cone oh my god like, yeah I definitely have we I remember too we also did like a when you carve into the yes. whatever the, that um, is i can't think of oh, what it's I called i know but it's like it's the, almost like what you use for a rubber stamp yeah yes. or something like that yeah, yeah we prints. even did that and i it's still somewhere and i remember yeah. seeing it and being like oh my god like i watched she that didn't on care. no like i watched that on instagram now and i'm like like so many people do it and they make such cool things i'm like we did that it was so like cool 10 year olds so i guess that will segue me into the question of like is, did you have an interest starting there because I feel like she definitely gave me like the interest like it was cool to see her passion but also I was removed from it being so young yeah but I feel like it was definitely now that I'm saying out too like in the back of my mind how about it she was like did that stem into something bigger for you in creation like in your life I think definitely yes <laughs> like I didn't really think about it until I got older and then I looked back on it. I'm like, wow, like she was definitely there in my early years for like learning like the very basics. Yeah. And like just seeing her and how passionate she was about it. Like, yeah, man. Wow. We were some shitheads. <laughs> like literally looking back, maybe we should like find her on Facebook. Be like, yo, what's up? Sorry I see her. That. Yeah. She's still. Dude, I actually sometimes. feel like I should go. <laughs> We do some, like, inner child healing. Hello. Can we make a <laughs> pot together and, like, let me talk about how cool you are? <laughs> um, but so you, your main medium is knitting, correct? I, I can't even say main, but technically, yes. I mean, okay. Well, what would you say you, what is your avenue of creation? Okay, so <laughs> it's either with yarn or icing. There's... Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, that's right, because you do or paint. paint as well. And I that's definitely paint. an art. It's like science and art mixed together, which is above my pay grade. See, <laughs> see, that's why I hate it. And that's why I love to talk to people about it. Because I was just talking to my friend the other day about how, like, if you met, they're like, cooking is fun, right? Because you can, like, it's experiment. Like You're like, oh, I feel pepper because I want to feel spicy. And so I want to, like, veer off the ingredients a little bit. You yeah. do that in baking and, like, you're going to come up with a pile of mush out of the oven. And it's like, oh. 
basically. Okay. Like it's you like can, an exact science. It's so it's exact, but you can still experience experience. You can experiment, experiment with it. Like yeah. you can change the different types of sugar you put into the cookie to get a different type of cookie. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Have you always been into baking though? Like is yes. that something you did growing up? Oh yeah. Was it something you did with your mom? Like how did you fall into So it, it I mean it started with my mom and my grandma and my grandma and my aunt are the ones that also taught me how to knit. Oh, so nice. Like, okay. So it's kind of like a combo. Like you'd yeah. be learning one or the other. Basically, my grandma was the basis for all of my creativity. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Like what was that something you did when you were like spending time together? Yeah. Did well, you just like kind of get passed down the ropes of. So before Catholic school, I was homeschooled. Oh, nice. And okay. my mom was like, she was my teacher for all the basics. And then I would go to my grandma's and she would teach me the poetry, knitting, sewing, cooking. Dude, that's like, that's all I want out of school. Heaven. That's why our school is so satisfying for me, <laughs> I feel like. Because like literally it's like, go to class, write a poem, talk about your feelings and how it relates to your art. Like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah grandma on deck too. It's really awesome to be able to like learn things from family or pass things down, especially in a creative realm. I guess that makes matters to me because like of course my parents taught me how to do household stuff but it's also really cool and they teach you creative things because you're seeing firsthand kind of like oh so that's why I do that or I'm like inspired by that and you can see too like how you branch off like yes. what did they like to did they do baking like was it more family oriented or was it also creative oriented where they were like making pretty things out of what they were you know what I mean like with my grandma it was just like we would make cookies and like and I did that with my mom too like my mom we would, we would always make chocolate chip cookies or whatever but like it's the passion like for it came from her and yeah. then I built it up from there like with different like I grew up watching Cake Boss so oh nice like that was that was a goal of mine in the back of my head the whole time. And then oh my like, gosh! So you want to be on Cake Boss? Listen, you totally could do that. I my dream job, and it still kind of is, is to be like a decorator for Buddy. Oh my gosh! Because like <laughs> when I don't know if you ever watched it, I have seen like here and there, like a lot of cooking shows. I haven't invested time in, yeah. but I've seen them, so I know. So like, if you've ever watched it and you watch Ralph. I want to be Ralph. <laughs> like He just came off the street. I think he was working for a circus and he came off the street and just wanted to be a cake decorator. So wow. his interview was to do to make a dinosaur and he made the dinosaur and he was like, OK, you're hired. Oh, my God. I want to do that. <laughs> like I want that to be my life. That's awesome. Do you get that kind of like creative satisfaction through the job that you have, like being able to make cakes? How does that work like? Like, how do you, does, since you work in a Publix, like, do you get clients, like, do you kind of get to pick who you're able to help with cakes or do you kind of just get funneled it through, like, they come in and then someone's like, here, do this cake. Or do you kind of get to be like, hey, I can make you this cool cake. Or is it like a combo? Kind of a combo. Like, typically, I don't even, people used to ask me, like, if a clerk was taking an order, they would ask me if I can do this. And sometimes I still do, like, a lot of people still do. But sometimes I'll come in to work and there's an order with Molly Dew on it and no one's ever talked to me about it. I'm like, okay, we're winging it today. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Those sometimes... can be the fun ones, though. They usually are. Like the challenge moments are where yes. you have growth moments, too, especially yeah. in the creative sphere. I feel like that's something interesting, too, about working with like wedding clients, especially 
if they do something I might not necessarily do, but like it's also not about me. Right. You know, like I might not love that flower. Oh yeah, there's but, somewhere. But girl, I'm just we looking. gonna get it, you know, because that's it's what gonna you look want. good. But I feel like that also is like speaks to the integrity of the creator because it's also not about you when you're working with a client, right? Like right. it is because you are making this thing, but you're like meeting in the middle. It's like a collaboration in a sense. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> that's wild. Okay. So from baking, which you do in your full time job, basically, yeah, and then knitting, which is hobby do we want to also have a career like I could never make it a career because my hands could not handle that oh, <laughs> I'm already a... starting to feel it a little bit but that, um, it's hard yeah, yeah. massage therapy too yeah. like any kind of career that's hard on your hands and cosmetology all I do yeah that's all I do especially in your like like do you have if you're ever like whipping stuff or do you have like because you have like a machine that does it for you it's, it's like so less bad Thankfully, I've come up with an easier way to like at work, like instead of mixing color in a bowl, I avoid the bowl, the bowls at all costs. Like I have to use it in a bag. Like mm. I just mix the color in the bag. And that makes sense. Yeah. I, like I, I learned little like shortcuts. A icing bag. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's like it's little things like that to save my hands. But to get back to your question, no, <laughs> I could not make knitting a career. However, like I do take on commissions here and there. That's cool. So. Yeah. Like did it. So obviously starting, like we said, from your family and being taught that way. But was there also like an inner drive of like, oh, that's cool. Like, I want to make myself a blanket. Oh, or 1000%. That's me all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to make myself this sweater. Like, I'm going to do that. I legit don't buy sweaters. I see a sweater in a store and I take a picture of it and I try to figure out how to make it. <laughs> oh, awesome. Do like, you like go the route of finding like... Because there's patterns, yeah. right? If you sew, or I don't I, know if it's like the same as sewing where you can buy a pattern yeah. kind of deal. Okay, so it's like oh, yeah. that. I don't, I don't sew for anything. <laughs> um, I just have like seen it in craft stores, you know? Yeah. But like what, so you say that you t kind of figure out how to do it literally just by looking at it? Or do you use like a combination of like looking at other people's techniques and then like also just kind of winging it? Combination in there? of everything. Yeah. So like the other day YouTube we were watching. YouTube University. Like, yeah. Basically. <laughs> we were watching uh, Santa Claus the other night and I noticed for the first time I noticed one of the sweaters in the movie. I'm like, I need to make that sweater. <laughs> so like, And it looked really easy. So I'm going to attempt with because I've made sweaters before and I have like that background knowledge now. So like a mix of previous experience, looking at stuff, and then just, like, looking up stuff on YouTube. YouTube yeah. is my saving grace for anything. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, I think that that's, I, I feel like I'm going to touch on this almost every episode. It's just, like, the beauty of the freedom of information these yes. days. Just in also looking back in art class, right? Yeah. Like, it, you had your teacher... And then you had the dang library. Like, not that I don't still go to the library, but like, dude, who has time right now in life to like go, I'm going to go to find a book that might have the answer to the thing I might want to find. Yeah. Well, we can just do it now in our hands. Not to segue, but geez, like yeah. it just constantly is makes me think of that, especially when I'm with people who like we literally couldn't do that as kids. Yeah. Like if we wanted to learn how to make a sweater we would have to go find the book because yeah. we probably find didn't have it patterns. already. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so wild. I do still try to go buy books as far as like, or not necessarily books, but like I look for patterns. Like some, a resource of some yes. sort. Yeah. So that I have a solid background, but then I kind of just go from there. Well, I feel like it's good to 
do that mixture. You're like a DJ of your craft. Like <laughs> you're pulling inspiration from DJ like us. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you're like learning too. You're like pulling inspiration from other things and then you're putting your own twist yeah. on it, you know? Cause like, like everyone does it in such a different way. And that's like some of the greats, you know, you'll hear about like, they'll start to talk about their method and you're like, what the flying shit? Why does he have like a <laughs> rope tied to his toe while he itches something and like scratches this and then takes a picture or something weird? You know what I mean? And then you're like, I never would have done it like that. Yeah. The textbook is never going to tell you to do it that mm-hmm. way. You know, like braid your hair on the right side and then you can draw, you know, like yeah. what? People find it and they do it and it's great. So that leads me to the question of like, what's something that you think people misunderstand about like knitting? Like what's a common misconception? It can even be something basic, like me thinking that there's sewing patterns for knitting. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about misconceptions. It's more just the most common thing I get asked is how do you have the patience for that? And for me, it's not about patience. It's literally a coping mechanism that I've just turned into a hobby. <laughs> okay. Like, for like stress or like, what is it about? Is it like soothing the motion so of soothing. doing it? So I constantly, like, I have my hands folded right now or whatever, but like I constantly need to be working with my hands. Like if I'm focused on something, I need to be doing something with my hands. So when I'm watching TV, I will be knitting. Derek gets me on it like on it all the time like he's like put the knitting down like no I can't you're like I can't it's like fidgeting though it is but yeah it's just like an outlet to yeah yeah so like I and the I got into it a lot back when my anxiety was really bad because it's a really good thing to do it's socially accepted so you don't have to look people in the eye you can like I can I can look people in the eye but I have the option to just keep looking oh. at my work while still holding a conversation yeah. and it's not rude. No, I feel that because I definitely, my eyes wander yes. and not even on purpose. Yeah. I'll notice it a lot when I like, I'll think yeah. and then I'll look back at the person and I realize, oh my God, they're probably like, what is she doing? I'm just like looking all <laughs> over so the place. There's so much around. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like there's stuff shiny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that makes sense. So it's like, I feel like there is a level of patience per se. And anything that, like, if you're learning it, it could be frustrating to troubleshoot as you're learning, yeah. you know? Like, but I get that. Like, I, for me, it requires earthly, un- or godly patience skills to do that diamond dot painting. <laughs> like, Amanda will do that because of the same thing. She's like, oh, I get focused no, and it's, it's soothing. So, and I'm it's like, so soothing. one of those things, I can't pick it up and I want to set it on fire. <laughs> I can't. Like, or like using an exacto knife. Like, I love collaging. Yeah. I have piles of stuff that I've handpicked to make collages with that I haven't done it because I have to use the exacto knife mm-hmm. to cut it out perfectly. That, like, specific, like, super intricate detail precise work makes me insane like I don't have it in me like that I that particular example yeah that would drive me nuts but like if it's just with knitting you're just constantly you're it's like an emotion it's like a muscle memory basically yeah yeah it is because like I even like you cast on differently like you can do a short tail or a long tail I forgot how to do long tail and I was like I wanted to look it up and I'm like no you're gonna remember this Oh, true. So I made yeah. myself so you just it. do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's like the hula hoops the same way. Yeah. You know, just like a repetition of me doing those same things with my hands. And then at some point now I'm like, I think about it and it's funny because I did baton twirling when I was really young, like really, really young. 
And I still have some of those motions mm-hmm. because I just did it so much no when I was too. a kid, you know, you like, see, yeah, it's too. so weird. Cause it's like, again, it was like awoken. Yeah. Like I hadn't used it in so long, but yeah. then I was just like, Oh, I can, Oh, I can do that. Okay, <laughs> cool. It's like playing an instrument, yeah. you know, like if you do it enough for a long time, even mm-hmm. if you can't be a pro when you pick it up again, you probably can do something because yeah. your brain is like blows off the dust. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's great. Um, all right. So something that I've talked about with Alex and I thought it was really interesting was how to like make it over humps when you're having issues like in creative, like blockages, like how do you make it through that? Like if you're in a rut, like what do you do? What's your go-to method? I don't want to repeat it because I think she might've actually referenced it in the last one, but I'm going to repeat it anyway. Kiki's delivery service when she's just like, just let it go let it be mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it'll come back to you yeah that's what it is. okay so i guess like maybe i in life i just need to let go okay but like yes. also <laughs> in oh, my yeah. work i feel like that's because i've been hearing that echoed now a lot and i feel like there's i guess there's some truth to that like i was saying too like drawing coming back to it having mm-hmm. new eyes like new eyes yeah that's a huge thing like if you just if you've spent too much time on something and you're like i can't get this right i can't get this right Put it down. Yeah. Step away. Take a break. Look back on it after however long you feel like you need to come back to it. And you're like, oh, it's so simple. Let's just fix this one little thing. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It makes sense, too, because I think that's like with life also, yeah. like with people, oh, yeah. with things, with like any situation. Like I need a breather. I need to take a break. Mm-hmm. Like same kind of thing. Like, fuck you, sweater. <laughs> you're not going the right way. <laughs> Uh, what is like something that you've made that you're the most proud of? Do you have something? knitting or otherwise? I mean, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I guess. Well, okay. So the first thing that comes to mind was my hot dog cake. And oh. like, I had two shots at that. So the first one I made, I was really proud of it. And then I was able to make a second one and like seeing the progress from the first one to the second one. Oh, that, nice. like, that gets to a me. hot dog cake. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I think, what is this phenomenon, too, just of is it cake? It has awoken something in society that I literally now will have the most wild videos on my feed where they'll just cut into this random thing and it's cake. And I'm like, what's happening? That's the level I want to be at, like the extreme realist. Yeah, that's so cool. I don't get the opportunity to make something like that very often. Because if I do, it's on my free time and like I don't, I have very limited free time right right but like at work usually people can't like give me something it's actually if I do get a project like that I have to like kind of half-ass it because I don't have a lot of time to work on it because I'm working like it's a company I'm not working for myself so like I can't really put all of myself into it I Mm -hmm. have to like find shortcuts so that's a challenge in itself were you proud of like what was it about it that you were proud of just like that you accomplished it and because it looks so great or like the process of doing it or like what is the, it that the process yeah like I I mean the process and then seeing the result of like oh my god that looks like a hot dog uh, yeah like, that is straight up a hot dog <laughs> like, that is awesome I love that I actually remember the first assignment I had in my drawing class for school <sighs> I, we had to draw a shoe Okay. And it was like the first drawing class. I get it. The whole point was to like show you it's difficult and to see your progression over time. But I chose a 
high top Converse because I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I cried <laughs> so hard. <laughs> A lot on the floor, like movie oh, style. No. Just t- it looked like trash. I'm gonna have to find it and share it with you guys at some point because it was so bad. But at the end of the semester, I drew another shoe, and it, it actually good. looked like a shoe. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, it feels good. Okay, to see your cool. Yeah. So I feel like in fitness too. Even when I was big into that, I always tell people take pictures yeah. all the time. You won't notice a difference until like two months have passed, and then you're like, oh shit. Yeah. My arm is thinner. <laughs> Woo! And you never would have known until you took a picture. I think that's very true for any level of like progress that you're trying to make or taking videos. Mm-hmm. Like another reason why I started taking the videos of the hula hooping when I really first started doing it is just because I would see someone like on roller skates and they would have a when I started versus yeah. two years later. And it was like a compilation of all the progress. You and can I was do like, that now. Right. I'm like, I want to see that, you know, so it's that like, last one you posted, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> well, I think it helps having background and dance, too. Yes. Again, with oh, the yeah. muscle memory, it's like unlocking many years of like movement. Yes. And again, it's like therapy. It is like straight up. And my friend. Anna, who is now in Paris, jealous, also has a podcast, Amazing Entrepreneurs, we're going to shout out, um, like has been also like is on a project where she dances every single day and she's been doing it for a long time. But for me, it's been like four months and it's like straight up therapy. Like I'll know when I have to dance because I'll start to get like shaky, you know, and then I'll like go and I'll do it and it's great. And I think it's cool that like you're able to full circle (laughs) back into like it being therapeutic for you to be knitting because it's like these things like it's cool to make stuff and it's cool to make stuff for other people and to feel proud of what we make but it's also nice to be able to have it be comfort for us like because you're not always trying to make something for other people oh yeah you know I feel like that's also something that gets lost in the sauce of social media is like oh, I made this thing for blah, 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 or to sell or mm-hmm. anything like that. I always forget too, you know, like it's not always for profit or whatever. It's just, how does it make me feel? Exactly. And that's how most of my stuff is. I have to remember sometimes that like my cakes are like being sold. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just like putting myself into it. Yeah, yeah. You're and, like, someone's going to eat, cut this and eat it. And I like, want them me- to. Right. And they'll enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, and same with knitting. Like I just, I don't typically take on commissions like I said like I will but I just I do it because I love it right like it's more of like you'll take it on if you're into it like if like if it sparks joy and you want to learn how to do it like you're like oh okay I'll do it I'm down for it it's kind of the same thing with me I'm very picky with clients like if I know that you're just like trying to find someone who's not as expensive as Joe Schmo because he has a big name you know like eh. or if you're like Hey, you made this. It's cool. Can you do this? That's That's like, okay, we got a same wavelength here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So like, what are the outside of just you saying how it helps you? Like, are there any other positive benefits that knitting or baking have had like on your mental health? Like I said, so when I was talking about like having really bad anxiety, it was back when I was in therapy and I had like the worst anxiety where I was like crying every day because I was freaking out. Like it was bad. I'm so, I've come so far, but I love it. Yeah. So, but back in the day, like I, it freaked me out to be around people at all. So, like to this day, I still use it, but I was using it more as like a coping mechanism back then. Wherever I go, like if I'm waiting somewhere, I have my knitting with me. 
okay. Always. Nice. So like car appointments, dentist appointments, like anything like that. Like if it's, if I'm in an office, I am knitting. <laughs> That's nice though. Cause yeah. it's like a mobile comfort yes. unit. Cause I feel like a lot of times if I start to feel overly anxious, I want to go where I'm comfortable. Yes. So it's kind of nice to have like the mobile version of it. Like I can bring the comfort with me. Exactly. Like I'm still working on that. And right people now. won't look at you like you're totally insane. Yeah. They do want to talk to you though. That's the one thing. And like, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that I can spark conversation with people. <laughs> However, sometimes I don't want to talk to people, but yeah, <laughs> they'll come up and they're like, Oh, is that, that's a huge thing. I forgot. Everyone's always like, oh, what are you crocheting? I'm like, I'm, I'm using two needles. I'm not crocheting. I'm knitting. Okay. But... Well, what is the difference then? So really crochet though. is a crochet hook. Like so you... it's just one hook. Yes. Like there can be patterns or whatever where you need like another one to, that's a whole other thing. But basically knitting is two knitting needles and sometimes a capel needle or whatever. And okay. Like, and crocheting is just one so the technique is different too and how you're like using the material and like manipulating it like like the concept is the same like when you're knitting are you like making knots kind of (laughs) you know what i'm saying like like you're like not really (laughs) not um (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah i'm in a way yes you're more just weaving it we okay yeah Yeah. you're not really making knots unless you're tying off like if you have two different colors or something you need to end that section you make a knot to tie it off interesting so you're more weaving you're not really i definitely would have been one of those people i didn't know either (laughs) and see that's what the crazy thing right is like when you do something all the time like like, oh my gosh, no one knows what chargers are. Oh no. Unless you've been to a wedding. Yeah. Like straight up. I, and people, I've had weddings where people will pick up the chargers and try to bring them to the buffet line, yeah. you know? Because why would they know that if they no. don't host events and like who has chargers at normal dinners? Exactly. You know what I mean? I've only so, been, I've only worked one wedding and I know exactly what we're talking about. Like it's very But it's so funny. It's like niche, right? Until you yeah. do that and then you just know. Exactly. But it's interesting. So the more you know, I yeah. love it. I'm always learning something. <laughs> <laughs> were there any like unexpected things that you found from like knitting or baking that like brought you joy? Like, is there something you didn't think you would get out of it that you have? Progress. Mm. Like there's something, it's so weird to know, like how many times you have to be told you have to practice something and it's like about the hours put in, Yeah. but then not think it applies to you. Right. Like, like I used to think that when I was a kid, but the more I grew up, the more I'm like, Oh, that is very, very true. Right. But it's hard to like, it's easy to forget. When, like, you know, like, or get discouraged if you see other people are moving faster than you, you know? That's cool progress. Like, I've gotten to a point now where I am confident that I'm a good decorator. And, like, I see my really good friend is in the bakery and she's learning how to decorate. And her progress just in, like, the past four months alone is wild. And that, like, kind of proves it to me. Like, you do just need to put in the time. Yeah. No, seriously, same. Some of the people I've seen at the meetups who'd never used their cameras before, the stuff that they're doing now, I'm like, I'm like dusting off my dust. I'm like, okay, (laughs) now I have to pick up speed again. You guys are passing me, you know, like in a great way, though. But And you, like, challenge each other. That's Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we're rolling up to the questions that I got two staple questions I like to ask everyone. One was, what is something you wish you knew when you were starting out? That it's okay to make mistakes. Ah, 
Okay, totally. Again, like, that's it's another actually more than okay. It's very good to make mistakes. It's that good way to make mistakes for sure. Like that way, you know what not to do, mm-hmm. and you can grow from there. For sure. Did you have like a situation in mind when you said that? Um, I mean, I I think it more applies in decorating. Like, mm. you just you think you have it to has experiment. to be. Yeah, you think yeah. it has to be perfect from start to finish. No. It is a process. Like, I tell people that all the time. It is a process. Like, it looks like crap until the very end. And then you're like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and then what is something that you wish for the art collective for the next year? Expand. Expand. Like, yeah. Just keep on growing. Yeah. Like, there's just there's never a limit yeah I feel like you can always keep going there's never a limit and something I feel like I need to keep saying forever and ever is that like there's space for everyone yes like like there's enough room for everyone to make their work for everyone to share their work for everyone to do the creative things that they want and like I really want to encourage people to just go go for it right like you can totally do what you were talking about on that show right just like be persistent. Find an agent that knows someone. Email someone. You know what I mean? Networking. Like, like slide into DMs, dude. I, yes. I message, I've been messaging this DJ I'm a fan of for like over a year now. And he needs help on his like album project. And sadly, I'm not in LA, so I can't do it. But because of like my kind of pitch of myself to him, he was like, well, I would love for you to shoot one of my shows when I come to Florida or do yeah. a shoot with you besides that. And, like, that to me is just wild at all. Exactly. He could have just not read my message, you know? Like, that's just a good example of, like... It never hurts to try. Right. And I feel like I want to encourage everyone to just do that. Because what's the worst that can happen? You be in the same position you're in right now? Yeah. Life is way too short and way too fascinating to not do something. Just try it, man. Yeah. You can decorate any cake you want. (laughs) Basically. Heck, Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Honorary guest number three. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks.